workstation. Yeah, I can hear us well, right? Yeah, they should be able to hear us. Okay. I mean, yeah. This is good. Now we're equidistant from the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like we're sort of down a far hallway. No. A far hallway? Is a that har- a thing? A far hallway. A far hallway? Well, you know, sometimes they put drums at the end of a far hallway, so maybe we just sound like good drums. I'm stupid. Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> um, You're not dumb. Don't say that about yourself. You're a light in this world, and I'm happy to know you. I appreciate the fuck out of that. You have no idea. <laughs> sometimes I need a little help from my friends. Um, speaking of oh, needing what? a little help from my friends... Yeah. WrestleMania tickets went on sale today, so and you I bought them. I bought them. I spent a pretty penny. Yeah, I got some of the best seats in the fucking house. Of course, he did. Me and Greg, the legend. So here's something I just want to touch on real quick about Greg, the legend. Is I'm on the phone with him. I have my phone going and the desktop going. Andrea's got her laptop going and her phone going. Greg's got his laptop going and his phone going. So we have six. Devices, all getting into this pre-sale because you have no hard because it's an outdoor WrestleMania. So that means there's a a canopy over the ring with four legs. So if you're in a corner of the stadium, you're behind a leg. You're behind a yeah. So that's horseshit. It's hyper competitive to get the good seats, and it's really fucking hard. And it's you know it's a thing. You know, because it's a thing. Anyway, so um, we have six devices going. And while I'm on the phone with Greg trying to just, like, get out of him, like, where do you want to sit? Where do you want to sit? He just keeps going, well, these seats are available, and these seats are available, and these seats are available, and these seats are available. No, he just won't say what he wants. (laughs) Andrea's over here like, I've got this, this, and this. I'm like, we've got this, this, and this. And he's like, well, this is available, and this is available. I'm like, dude, just fucking... Okay, I picked seats. We're sitting here. Yep. Also... That's the best way to be. Early don't at me, bro. Uh Don't fucking at me, Ticketmaster. Your website is garbage. You tried to improve it this year. I give you credit for trying to improve based upon our complaints from last year. But holy shit. Every time you click on a pair of tickets to try to buy them, you got kicked out of the browser. That sounds like Ticketmaster. Oh. I can't believe they've been so around for so long and there's just been no alternative. No alternative. Like, 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 uh, and for, ha- like, as controversial as they are in many of their practices. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the, like the fact the scalping. that each, each one of my tickets came with a $145 service charge. What? Each yeah, ticket? Each ticket. We bought $850 tickets. So it's a percentage Jesus based Christ. on the service fee. Weird flex. But yeah. But yeah. Fucking uh, nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Fuck them. I don't know. That I can't believe that they're... I mean, whenever we went to go see... I mean, never mind. That's later in the show. Anyway, yeah. We'll uh, talk about that later. Yeah. But, but seriously, fuck Ticketmaster. Yeah, Ticketmaster. They make... Every WrestleMania on sale day is one of the most stressful days of the year for me. I woke up with a headache. <laughs> just like dreading it just like oh dreading fuck here process. we go and I feel bad for Andrea because she was sitting over here trying to help and like you're just being an ass yeah and Greg was being no help but she also kept getting kicked out of the browser too so it didn't Greg fucking matter reminds me of a guy one time I was working at this deli in Williamsburg and uh, <laughs> and uh, this guy called me ahead on an order and I was like okay and then he just proceeded to read the entire menu to him, <laughs> to me, and I thought that he was just ordering the entire menu because he was calling ahead for an office, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, this guy was like supposed to cater, but then didn't, and now he's doing this the last minute. And so I went, I put in this huge, like the whole menu ordered, and I made this, and I packed this whole thing up, and I made it look nice, and all this stuff, and then he came in, and he grabbed it, and he saw the price and was like, what the fuck? And, yeah. and he paid it and then he left. And then he came back and he just goes, you just gave me everything. <laughs> and I was just like, that's what you ordered, dude. And he was just like, no, I didn't. I only wanted like a couple of things. And I was like, you read me the entire menu and I charged you for, charged the, you for the whole thing. You didn't think about that whenever you spent $300 at the deli with your boss's credit card. You just thought that was normal. Like a normal amount for of, for lunch for three people? You think that I'm charging $300, $100 a person, 
Every time someone comes in here, they're spending a hundred dollars. I thought you wanted the ta- the chef's tasting menu. <laughs> You're blaming me for this. You f- <laughs> fucking ugh. oh you my legend. god, that guy's you a legend. legend. I'm not. I don't want to shit on Greg too hard. It's just it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, hey, where do you want to sit? He's like, well, they got this and they got this and they got this and they got this, and I'm like, where do you want to sit? Tell me where. I'm picking these seats. <laughs> <laughs> also. On a light note, because yeah. WrestleMania tickets were a heavy note for me personally. Yeah. They're a non-essential note for you in your life. I understand this. Uh, but it's also National Pickle Day. That's fun. That's fun. That's nice. I don't really have anything profound to say about like National it. Pickle Day. Pickles are yummy. <laughs> pickles are yummy. You I love pickles. You go to a football pickles. game, you get a big old pickle, and you suck on that sucker all night. Goddamn right. Uh, you take pickleback shots with Jameson. Dude, I saw this shit. Pickleback shots are dope. That's yes. the only way I'll drink Jameson. Because yep, Jameson is horrible. I was hanging out with this guy this weekend, and he was like, yes, I... Uh, I like he ordered like a JMO on the rocks. Oh, what a fucking! Well, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Whoa!" I, like I reacted to that order. Yeah. And then he looked at me and, he, and like he thought that my reaction was of be one being impressed. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, "Yes, I spent my twenties drinking terrible whiskey." <laughs> This guy. And I was just like, I almost like I was sitting next to another friend of mine who knows. Who shares my feelings on Jameson? I looked at them, <laughs> and we both just started like silently laughing between <laughs> ourselves, like our jaws hurt. Just For like, those of you who are, <laughs> you, you guys, you can't see me. I'm currently trying to pull my beard off my face. I couldn't at believe the thought of this dude thinking Jameson is, is like, good whiskey. Is good. <laughs> oh it's my like, god! Really? That's what you like. Oh, I want to cut my balls. I need off. to. I guess. I guess the lesson in this is in this is that uh, don't react to people's drink orders because <laughs> you'll they, learn a lot about them that you didn't want to know. Didn't want to know. It's like <laughs> you, bringing up politics. You thought this. I, you know, it's more forgivable that this guy was just like an alcoholic. You know what I no, mean? No, he was. And he's like, I don't. I don't. He's like, I don't care what I'm drinking as long as I'm drinking. Yeah, Jamo on the rock right. sounds good. Right. That's more forgivable. Than thinking Jameson is a good whiskey. Thinking, you're all classy with your Jamo on the rocks. I'll forgive somebody for being an addict. People, people, uh, people, and people that defend Jameson, uh, to them I say, okay, what kind of whiskey is Jameson? <laughs> Irish. Okay, what does that mean? What are the ingredients? It's, uh, sour mash and corn and yeast. What goes and- into the sour mash? It's a blend. That means that means it's piss. piss. That means it's nothing. That, that means, means it's, it's it's pisky. They make it up as a as they need to produce it. <laughs> it's shitty whiskey. Stop drinking it. Throw some Lord. cabbage in here. Unless you have a pickleback. Hey baby, pickleback on, on, on National Pickle Day. Dude, I saw this thing on Facebook. It was some state fair. I'm guessing in the South. Where they take a hot for, for their corn dogs, they drill a they uh, hollow out a yeah. giant pickle, put the frankfurter Oof. the wiener uh-huh. in the pickle, uh-huh. batter and deep fry that whole thing. That sounds so. Dude, fried pickle corn dog. Oh my god, that sounds so good. I am. I fatted it I am, up I am, watching that video. Yeah, my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't eat it. I would eat it. I would eat it. You know who would eat it? Who? Bruce. Yeah, he eat the fuck out of it. That good little boy would eat that fried pickle corn dog. Do you ever? Have you been to the Texas State Fair ever? No. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's like you're up in Dallas. It's like a normal thing. Yeah. It, it's Aunt, pretty amazing. Andrea had the same reaction when I said I'd never been. It's so fun. You should go. Yeah, I know. It's super fun. Like, uh, because there's that, there's like a whole cafeteria of bag of shit food. <laughs> the last time I was there, it was, there was a, a deep fried queso donut burger. Oh my God. Have yes. you heard of this? Yes. With bacon. It had bacon too. <laughs> oh my God. So it's like a burger with bacon with the buns as, uh, Donuts uh, and cheese is also in there, and then they batter and deep fry that, and then give it to you, and you eat it, and then 
you go out to the parking lot and they cut off your left foot. <laughs> They've got the doctor. <laughs> They've got the doctor to go just, ahead and cut it off. And send you into a diabetic And coma. it's Civil War style, so they just give you like a, a musket ball to chew on uh-huh. while they do it. Uh-huh. No anesthetic. And a piece of wood. And some Wherever he falls, there shall he be buried. Um, moving right along. At the Texas State Fair. God damn it. <laughs> No, but it's cool because there's like all the there's also fun things like pig races and um, Texas like, versus like races, OU races like not like not pig, pig race riots oh okay or racist pig racists there's there probably are, there are some pig races probably some pig there. racists there as well I mean that's just that's, it's that's, that's just the math that's a t-shirt <laughs> pig racists pig racists pig races not pig racists. I know, but the T-shirt is yeah. big racist. I know. I'm just continuing. Anyway, it's fucking fantastic, Speaking and I love cowboys. it. Cowboys. Speaking gonna, of cowboys, we we're gonna recommend into, yeah. recommend with <laughs> recommendations this week. Uh, my recommendation is that you should go buy Red Dead Two, mm. Red Dead Redemption Two from Rockstar Games. Uh, this is kind of old news. Came out a couple of weeks ago, but I've been. But it's the story is so long that <laughs> I am still not, that I am still playing it. Uh, it's incredible. It's a little tedious, and the controls are different from the original Red Dead. Yeah. Which definitely created a uh, learning curve. Ah. Because you'd just be, like, tooling around, and somebody says hi to you, and you're like, howdy, but then you hit the button that you think is you're going to say howdy, but then you shoot them in the face of the town square. <laughs> and it just... <laughs> and it's like, I didn't want to do that! <laughs> That's why uh, Markiplier, his first episode of his playthrough is all just the tutorial. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And he's a lot to deal with, so yeah. listening to him play a tutorial was rough. Really? I mean, he's a cool guy, and he's a really great YouTuber, but he can be over the top. Yeah. Let's just say. <laughs> what, 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 what were his frustrations? Were they were they similar? Like, uh, as yeah. to what I was saying, like it's like because it was also the, he's not a uh, console player. He's a PC player. Oh, okay. So, so he was having troubles just in general. Okay. With um, being on a controller. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Those were mostly his frustrations. I found that uh, PC gaming has you have more control though. I know, but he was having trouble with a con- because he doesn't. Oh, use- oh, and he he's, was playing it on yeah, the console. He's not. It's not used out on PC. Control- no. Oh, it's not. Wow. It's all console. Wow. Um, he was just like, man, if this was a PC game, if this was keyboard and mouse, I'd be crushing it right it's now. It's probably true. Yeah. I mean, because the controllers are. They're, I mean, within like the first twenty minutes of me playing, they're like, go collect on these debts because you're in a gang, right? Yeah. And the gang has like this German loan shark in it. That like like Dope. yeah, and that sends you out to collect on the debts, and you're not supposed to kill these people because you have, they have to pay you back. Right. But then like they start fighting you immediately, like the moment that you see them, they're like, "Fuck you, debt collector!" They come at you, and uh, I hit the button that would be just like the fight button in yeah. regulars, but that mean but that button in this is pull your gun out. And shoot the person. And commit murder. Oh. And not get the debt. And then, like, someone sees you commit the murder, and then it just turns into and a now Grand Theft Cowboy. Grand Theft yeah. Cowboy. And it's just like... <laughs> well, it is Rockstar Games. And it's just like, God, I just killed seven sheriffs. Why? Well, I don't want to die. Well, the U.S. Marshals are after and me. I'm, and, I'm yelling, and I'm yelling, like, like it, was, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to do it. And they're like, we can't hear you. <laughs> we gotta keep shooting at you and kind of fuck up your game and then and then my horse fell off a cliff it was just so like oh my god but now that I'm like I've been playing it more and I have a better hang of it and it's amazing like you're here it's beautiful it's I've beautiful, seen it. it's beautiful it's beautiful and the story is um the story is so good uh, you're going along with Dutch Vanderlyn's gang and if you don't remember Red Dead Redemption Dutch Vanderlyn was the main antagonist to John Marston. And you're playing as Arthur Morgan, a member of that group. Uh, uh, and, like, John Marston is kind of like your brother in the sense that you were both brought into the gang at, at, the sim- at a similar age, at a similar time. You were patched in together. But for you all don't you really sons get of along. Anarchy fans. You don't really get along with John very well. 
Uh-huh. And John's a little fishy. Okay. John, I mean, because John does eventually go back and kill every one of the members of the gang in Red Dead Redemption. But, like... Okay. Anyway, but, like, but it's just interesting to see, like, all of this build up and, like, you go out and commit all these heists. It's, it's just amazing. And I highly recommend it. And I recommend getting through the rough patch with it because it's worth it. Nice. It's super fun. I'd like to recommend Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. This is not a film that does not have troubles. It definitely has troubles. Yeah. Especially if you're highly versed in the lifestyle of Freddie Mercury. And we're talking about... Uh, um, the Queen biopic. The Queen biopic with Rami Malek. Which is a Queen biopic. And yes. a lot of people, I think, went into this thinking it was going to be a Freddie Mercury biopic. Yes. But this is a Queen biopic. So everybody know that going in. Yeah. There's, this production has just been littered with issues. Tons. Like... For like, the last ten years. It's right. Been I mean, I've issues. been hearing about this movie for... Ever. So the final product that comes out is a touch sanitized on the Freddie Mercury side. What's it rated? Uh, PG-13. That's why. Yeah. It's a touch sanitized on the Freddie Mercury side. It basically tells you what he's into and almost shows you him doing it, but doesn't quite get there. Talk about banging dudes. Yeah, it shows him going into a BDSM gay club. Nice. It shows piles. Well, I've been to one of those. I know, but anyway, <laughs> um, it shows cocaine on the table. It shows him uh, drinking a lot, but it doesn't show. You know. Yeah. It implies a lot of that, and it implies it quickly. Um, there is great use of humor in the film, and the entire film basically is an emotional build. To the Live Aid performance. Oh, really? Yes, because that came at a very crucial turning point in Queen's career. That, that brought them back, right? That brought them back. In after, a big way. In a, the biggest way imaginable. Yeah. And it also was like a week after he told the band he had AIDS. Oh my god. So it's a major, major emotion. It is the emotional pinnacle of the film. And that, building to the emotional pinnacle, executed greatly to the point where like... Live Aid, the performance of Live Aid is not glossed over. They capture it move for move, wow. note for note, and it's beautiful. And it's, I literally wept during the Live Aid performance. Uh, it's he gorgeous. Like yes. Rami Malek Well, they scenes. did a very weird, like, they, they did some weird stuff to really make it work. So, like, Rami sings all throughout the movie, but then in some of the big concert performances... They also use like a backup singer to help, and then in certain parts they spliced in little idiosyncrasies of Freddie's voice huh. to really make because nobody's gonna sing Freddie like Freddie. Not yeah, I know. So they don't. So Rami does sing, and he sings live while they're recording. But he's not full Val Kilmer. Right. Exactly. Okay. I feel like Jim Morrison's voice is a lot easier to duplicate than than, than Freddie Mercury's. Like get I mean, real. And I'm not shitting on Jim Morrison. I am. Okay, well, anyway. My dad's not going to like that. I don't, <laughs> Jim Morrison. <laughs> I thought, I think the doors are good. They have I don't two think, good songs. I disagree. Three songs. I disagree. Four, maybe. Uh, whatever. What, what are this? they? Uh, no, I'm Let's sorry. forget it. Yeah, anyway, this is, track. yeah, this is the Bohemian Rhapsody don't story. Me. So, yeah, if you're looking, so it going into this, the, whether you're going to enjoy this or not depends on your fucking view going in. If you're going in, for a Freddie Mercury biopic that depicts him in his glory and his not glory. Yeah. I'm sure there's a better way to say that. <laughs> his glory and his not, not glory. glory. <laughs> his glory and, oh no, now it's going to bother me. Yeah, anyway. So if you're uh, going into it for that. His glory and his downfall. Right, there his you go. His glory and his, and his sad Downfall parts. and his redemption. and Yeah. If you're going into it for that, you're going to be disappointed. If you go into it as a Queen fan looking for a movie about Queen, you're going to enjoy it. And I think no matter how you're looking at it, you're going to enjoy the peak of the film, the emotional yeah. crux of the film, which is Live Aid. It uh, was phenomenal. What was Mike Myers like? Because I saw him promoting this movie on Colbert. Mike Myers was good. I mean, he's got... Th he's a three-scene cameo, basically. Three, he's in three scenes? Yeah. I thought he was only in one. He's the owner of EMI, record Yeah. Group. And he's in two scene scenes, and then he's in one 
clip at the end during Live Aid. Yeah. Um, and he's really good. How much latex does he wear? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's latex, but it's definitely a beard, like a stage beard God, and a wig. He eats that shit up. It is so weird. Well, he he's also never just he's also himself. playing a guy that looked a certain way. Yeah, but like so is Rami Malek, and he's like what wearing a wig? Maybe he's wearing a wig, and he's got prosthetic jaw and teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he just had a fucked up mouth. No. <laughs> no. He's got a fucking sure? he's got a mouthpiece to make his ma- his mouth look like Freddy. I still think it's weird. Because Freddy also a had a very example. specific sounding mouth. Like because of the way his mouth was, he had a very sounded a specific way. Yeah. I mean that's you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers is just so distracting every time he has these roles. <laughs> every like, like him and, and glorious bastards. It's just like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Who did you like who like what party did you go to where you convinced Quentin Tarantino that like he had to put you in a movie? <laughs> Quentin's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay, yeah, for sure, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it, Mike. We'll do it. Just leave me alone. Damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this Mike Myers guy fucking getting on my goddamn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's weird, man, and he's had a weird career. Can you think about like the fact that he was one of the forefront comedy like giants. Yeah, he was for like a decade. Yeah, he was the guy. He he was the only person making iconic, funny movies. Yeah, in the nineties, one he, of the only people. He has this way now to where right when you think, oh, Mike Myers is dead. Yeah. Right when he's left your consciousness, he, like, just will pop up. Yep. And then he'll go away. In five years, he's going to pop up. And then he's going to go away Well, oh, he's sitting on all that Shrek money. Oh, he's fucking loaded. He doesn't have to do he's anything. He's filthy rich. I mean, he just does whatever he wants whenever he wants yeah, to do it. He's doing exactly what I'm saying. He's like, I'm rich enough to where I can just pop up every few years to remind you that I'm alive and show was a up, person. Show up on Com- Uncle Bear wearing a weird kilt and UK military outfit. Yeah. And He's then a strange, strange Colbert's man. like, why are you wearing that? And he's just like, oh, I just thought it was nice. <laughs> what? Strange man. Fucking weirdo. Oh, yeah. What, whatever led you to think he was normal? What are you quoting? Nothing. Oh. I'm asking you a legit oh, question. I don't know. His <laughs> success and his uh, general, like, uh, I don't know. He's never, yeah. I mean, he made the love guru, though. So, like, that should have told you a long time ago that he was not oh, normal. That ruined him. That is, cons- yeah, that ruined his career. That ruined him. Like, you want to look at an example of somebody's career being ruined by one movie? Yes. Look at the love guru. Because he was on a roll with all those yeah. awesome powers movies and, like, Awesome Powers 3, people will tolerate. Awesome yeah, it Powers. Bad. The thing about it was that The Spy Who Shagged Me was better than Austin Powers. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Right. In comedy sequels. You're right. That never happens, except for with The Spy Who Shagged Me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when Awesome Powers 3 came out, it was just kind of like, this is has gone on for yeah. a long time. And it had then, some good one-liners. And, but then he did Love Guru right after that. And it was just like, wow. What? We are done with you. Well, no, before, we are done Before Love you. Guru, he did The Cat in the Hat, where people started well, to say, we're really? basically, after The Cat in the Hat, people basically said, we're going to give you one more chance. I was told that he did that because he had to do it. The Cat in the Hat? There was some contractual thing. Still, he's yeah. in it. So, actually, it was Austin Powers, then Shrek. Right, but Shrek's animated. Right, but still, as far as... his... As far as movies where it's like, that's Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, after that, everybody was like, we're gonna give you one more chance, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. And he followed up a love guru and And was like, you're done. You're done. You're dead to me. (laughs) You're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we move along? Yeah, let's move along. So, yeah, anyway, to recap our recommendations for the week. Red Dead Redemption 2. And Bohemian Rhapsody. It is a good movie. Um, de- it's a good movie. I didn't, as long as you let it be. I didn't hate it. I haven't it. seen it, so I can't shit I on it. I didn't hate it. But you know I want to shit on it. I wanted to talk to I wanted to talk about it, and I'm gonna and I talked about it, but also I'm gonna go ahead and make a recommendation on this show. Everybody in there, goddamn motherfucking mother needs to go see a star is born. Oh yeah? Yes. 
Okay, I haven't seen that yet. I know you you were shitting on it. I keep talking it. about it. You've been shitting on it. It looks so stupid, and it's fantastic. Hey, what? I just want to get another look at you. Well, you know what? That makes a lot of sense when you see it in the movie. What? <laughs> what? Let's just shit on something out of context because yeah, we know what we're talking about. Of course. <laughs> No, it's really a fantastic film. Bradley Cooper has to win an Oscar for this, or else he'll never win an Oscar. Has he not already won an no, Oscar? No, he hasn't. He'll be nominated, and this will be his fifth nomination. For real? Bradley yeah. Cooper's never won an Oscar? He's never won an Oscar. He's never won an acting award. He's, he, didn't win, <laughs> he didn't win the Tony for Elephant Man. He hasn't won a single Oscar. Which is totally fine. Uh, wait, it, Nobody. We should stop I, doing the Elephant Man. Uh, well, okay. It was the first time it'd been done on Broadway in like thirty-five years. Since but like David Bowie did it. Did David Bowie do it on Broadway? Oh, buddy, that was like thirty-five was years ago. It was. Uh, well, I think he did it at the West End, and then he did it in New York. I don't know if he did it on Broadway. Okay. And, but I saw uh, it was part of that David retros that Bowie retrospective at Brooklyn Museum last year. Oh yeah. And it was. Bad. <laughs> oh my god! I was just looking at my parents like, "Can you believe he did this? <laughs> Look how bad this is!" I mean, like, and like the whole point, like the the whole time, people are like listening to me talk shit about it, and I hear them like, "It's supposed to be done like this. It's not supposed. To, it's supposed to be blah blah blah." And I'm like, even if it's supposed to be like that, it's still bad. <laughs> No, the, the Elephant Man is a very good play that is not supposed to be done bad. It's supposed to be done good because it's a very good it's... fucking script. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a good I don't know if it holds up. I don't think uh, it holds anyway, up like people say it holds I've up. seen that one-act play so many goddamn Me times. Me too, man, but I still don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, know if it's man. actually good. I feel like it's something white guys do. <laughs> <laughs> that that people say is good and it's not actually good, but then we keep doing it, and so until like most white guys are like, yeah, that's good. Hey, the best. Except for me, I'm like, no, that's good. The he literally home. The best elephant man I ever saw was an Asian man. Okay. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. One time I made an elephant stampede at the Texas State Fair, bringing it back around. <laughs> <laughs> We've told that story on the podcast yeah, before. It's so funny. Um, but speaking of white guy things. <laughs> speaking of elephants. Speaking of elephants. <laughs> we got to see the fattest, most racist <laughs> comedian in comedy. <laughs> Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Oh my God, he was so man. funny. He's the man. He's the fucking man. He's so funny, and I I was blown away at how how like at some points I was literally running out of breath laughing so yeah hard. Like, I was like three quarters through his set I was laughed out yeah I was like oh you gotta I was slow like down man to, I was really having to pull the laughs from deep down in my fucking gut. god it was so funny oh my god dude <laughs> even oh. his like retellings of like stories I've heard before. Because um, that's one thing Bert does. Yeah. Bert is well, he advertises that he's doing an hour of all new material, and then he'll follow it up with with, with his, his greatest hits because right. he knows that people want to hear some of his greatest hits. Right. Because um, his greatest hits are stories. Are great. Like they're these the thing. I think everyone should go Google Bert Kreischer. Yes. Uh, if you don't know Bert Kreischer, you kn you definitely know The Machine. I think everybody knows The Machine. Every, I feel like a lot of people have heard The Machine story, but a lot of all people friends, haven't. All my friends that listen to this definitely know The Machine. Yes. And he, like, told that story, but then also offered all these new details into it mm -hmm. that he, like, remembered later. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, whenever... <laughs> He was like, uh, yeah, and then one of my classmates commented on that video. It was like, yeah, Bert robbed us in Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, commented on the video, said, this, I, I was in Bert's Russian class. This is 100% true. He robbed us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, and the flying dildo story. Oh. Had, I had never heard that before. You, had, you hadn't heard flying dildos? I hadn't dildos? heard flying okay. dildos, but, like, oh, my God, <laughs> that story is just like so out of control. Oh, um, we're not going to give it away either. But just look that one up gotta, too. Oh. It involves like sex shows in Amsterdam 
Helen Keller jokes and the Anne Frank house. Oh. It's all one afternoon he had in Amsterdam. And it's just <laughs> so inappropriate and outlandish and out of control. It's like, if I had no, like, I can't imagine, like, being around him when that happened. No. Like, it just, I would, I feel like if, like, it, like, if I'm being honest with myself, I'd be like, who is this fucking guy? Fuck him. You would be like that. Be like, I would be like, he's my new best friend. <laughs> He'd just leave me behind. I'd be like, dude, if you don't want to hang out with this guy, <laughs> then you go have fun doing something else because I'm going with Burt. <laughs> so let's story. give a little background on Burt Kreischer. So I'll run through this real quick. So in 1997, Florida State University was ranked as the number one party school in America. And amongst the student population, one man was considered to be the top partier at Florida State University. And that man was Burt Kreischer. So Rolling Stone magazine decided to do a profile piece on (laughs) Burt. And it is one of the most interesting reads I've ever read. It's so great. And in it, he says, he's like, I don't know what I want to do with myself, I don't know what I'd, you know, want to be. I know, like, I'd love to be a stand-up comedian, but, like, how the fuck do you become a stand-up comedian? Right. So, he garners some attention for this piece. I think Oliver Stone bought the rights to his life story at that point. Yep. Whenever he was, like, 24. Yeah, and that helped him, he moved to New York City. That also helped create the National Lampoon's Van Wilder movie. This is true. National Lampoon's is is loosely based on Burt Kreischer's life at Florida State University. That's so funny. So, he moves to New York City, where he kind of, you know, he starts barking for the Boston Comedy Club, doing all the normal stand-up comedy stuff. Gets a TV show called Hurt Burt, where basically they're like, this week, Burt's a rodeo clown, one, you know, one, one shit episode, like that. One episode, he fights a bear. And it's the, yes. And, he that, fi- and that's what happens. He fights a bear, and this is the episode where he met his wife. Yes. Shooting this episode, he met this nice little southern belle named Leanne <laughs> from Georgia, and that's how he meets his wife. So anyway, he was incredible at the town hall. Oh yeah, um, he was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you were like cool with going. Yeah, but I you wasn't. Were, you were like apprehensive about it because I'm not. I mean, now I'm all all, all about Bert. Yeah. After seeing him, but like previous to this, he's never really impressed me that much. Like, he's funny. I consider that a sin. Like, well, I mean, there's this, compared to other comedians that I like and enjoy, Mm -hmm. as a stand-up, he hasn't done that much for me. Okay, like, you didn't like, I thought Secret Time was fucking a I didn't think it was that funny. I, me and her were howling. I thought it was pretty funny. By the way, me and I don't know, Andrea like, also went to the Burt Kreischer show with us. She's a huge Burt fan. I mean, I I, I, uh, I I don't know. It's like I feel weird, like shitting on him. But 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 I I just because I'm not shitting on him. I do enjoy his stuff. Mm. Uh, but but I don't I don't know. I don't hold well, him yeah as high in my ranking of like comedians. But I'll be damned if he didn't make me fucking laugh my ass off. Like. Right now, as it Holy stands, crap, he's my favorite comedian working right now. Okay. Like... I don't know that I have one right now. He's my favorite right now. Um, I mean, I still, love, I still love Billy Red Balls. I still love... Tom, I still so love Tommy funny. Jeans. Tommy uh, Jeans Tommy is Buns. another one where, uh, like, I'm kind of fall, falling off of his stand-up lately. I mean, his stand-up's good, but he's a... He's a wholly different style. Yeah. Bert is a psychotic ball of energy, energy and fun. Yeah. Tom is like a pessimistic, slow-paced yes. asshole. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who will randomly scream at you in the middle of the set. And then Bill is a psychotic ball of energy contrarian. So like I... They all have different styles that I really dig. That's the thing about it. Bill's like, my favorite. I, I don't think you're wrong. Any if you're picking between this, like these five comedians that are kind of the top guys right now, of like Joe Rogan, uh, Bill Burr, Bert Joe Rogan is not top five. You don't think he's a top five no. working comedian? No. 
as far as draw. No. I mean, I, I don't know about that. But I, I can tell you he is. Okay. He's one of the top five comedy draws in the country. That's so weird to me. Um, he's not that funny. His latest special was pretty good. I liked it. <sighs> we both liked it. <sighs> um, so, as far as a draw goes, remember, he also has the highest rated podcast on yeah, that's iTunes. that's not comedy. But people want, people want to go see him. him. So as far as like the top five grossing working comedians right now of this generation, because we're not including Jerry Seinfeld in this. He's another generation. That's another one though. Yeah, I he's mean, he's so good. He's so good. He's going to be Chris at the Rock. theater. But he's that generation. Yeah, this is this generation of comedians that are forty to fifty years old. That are that's kind of like the prime sweet spot of a comedian. Because they've been through enough to where their stories are great, and they've been in the game long enough to where they're super seasoned. Right. So, like, of that crew, I think if you pick anybody in that crew as your favorite, it's justifiable, and they're great. My favorite right now is Burt Kreischer. I he think he is brought out the of house this down. fucking world. That was so funny. Just the stories about his daughters. His daughter, Isla, is... A bat out of hell. Oh my god! Good she's... lord, I'm so happy that he created this person. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for her stand-up special in Dude, 20 years. Right? Like, I can't wait to see what she does. Just based off of what he, the way he talks about her, the stories he tells yeah. about her. Georgia she... is gonna grow up to be like her mom. Georgia is yeah. gonna be a great lady, good mom. Yeah. Well, you know what? Isla's gonna be a Bert. Yeah. Isla is Bert. Isla is. But, but she, but with a brain on her shoulders <laughs> is what it sounds like. To give you like one of the stories he told, one of the jokes he told was about how his Isla got her first period and <laughs> <laughs> and threw a period party and then invited two boys, but didn't tell them what the party was for. And when Bert was like not kind of. But kind of not feeling having to go all get all these supplies. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, this and that, blah blah blah." It's gross. And then when she told him that she was inviting two boys and not telling him what it was for, he was like, "Fuck yeah, this is gonna be great." <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine being one of those boys and like you're like you're like oh my god like because around the age where like you're like getting into girls and gr- girls are getting into boys, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, oh my god, we're gonna get to go over to like. Bert's dad, like Bert, like Isla's house is like nice because Bert's famous, and oh, this is gonna be awesome. And, oh man, this, we're gonna be we're gonna get to hang out with girls, and then what? What? This is a what now? Jason, who's Jason? Apparently, all the girls named their periods and put the name on the period cake, <laughs> which was a red velvet cake, by the way. And he uh, said the two boys were walking around the whole time, going, "Who the fuck is Jason?" Yeah. <laughs> She oh. named it Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. Oh, which is genius. God damn it. What a great God, what kid. a kid. <laughs> what a fucking kid. That kid's a winner. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, uh, big, you know, again, massive props to Burt Kreischer. We met him after the show, and he was super nice. Yeah. Super, yeah, he was super very nice. sweet. And he's also not nearly as fat as I thought he'd be, and he's way taller than I thought he would he be. He is enormous. He's like six one. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was like your size. I swear, I was. Like, I literally thought he was gonna be like your size. I thought he was gonna be Maybe exactly little, me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but like, also remember, we're seeing him right off the heels of the the fitness contest in Sober October. Right. Right. So he's much smaller than he normally is. <laughs> he said he lost eighteen pounds. He's like, at six days of November, I gained eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he followed it up with the flying dildo story, which I'm not going to give all of it away. Yeah. But part of it leads into our next topic. Right. Right. So part of after the flying dildos <laughs> thing, they go to the Anne Frank house. Which he thought that Anne Frank and Helen Keller were the same person. <laughs> he so didn't know one was not the other. So they're going through the Anne Frank house and he's telling <laughs> this group of guys Helen Keller jokes. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is the kitchen. You know, this is where she burned her fingers. They're like, how do you know she burned her fingers? Like, well, she tried to read the waffle iron. <laughs> and the lady turns around to him and goes, excuse me, sir, are you telling Helen Keller yeah. jokes? <laughs> and he said, he said at that moment, all my friends looked at me and they could tell in my eyes that I didn't know they were 
two different people. And he goes, and that's and he goes, and that's when they started laughing, but it was that great kind of laugh. You know, the best kind of laugh is when you're not supposed to laugh because you're at a fucking Holocaust museum. <laughs> Telling crazy inappropriate jokes. Like, like, even if I was at the Helen Keller Museum, I wouldn't walk around going, hey, do you know where dog ran away because its name was uh. like I, if I was at the Helen Keller house, I wouldn't be saying that joke. You're right. I, I would not be telling that but joke then, either. But then, especially at the fucking Anne Frank house. It's like farting in church. Hey, I, I enjoy farting in church. I'm a big fan. Uh, which is why uh, education is so important. And Texas has recently taken out Helen Keller, taken Helen Keller out of their history books. Completely out. Helen Keller is no longer in the history books. Along with slavery. Which is no longer in the history books. Which is <laughs> insane to me because that's like all we talked about in history class for the first semester. Like, I remember every year for six years there was like two, you know, because it was all separated into six weeks. Right. There was like two six weeks were always just nothing but slavery. Right. And now it's not even going to get a, not even a light touch. They're called forced immigrants. Forced immigrants. And the reason why they were forced here and what they did once they were here and how they got here, not going to be covered. Forced immigrants worked the land is what, is not, what, is what they're going to be saying. Not going to be covered in Texas history books anymore. I also just want to reiterate, we were talking about this before the show, this is very weird racism. Very weird. Like it's it's the it's the normal racism that I'm used to, where they erase things and they try to take people's voices away from history, which is horrible, and we should stand up against. Mm-hmm. But then they're also like, "Fuck Helen Keller." But then they're also <laughs> like, they do this, and they're like erasing parts of history from the history books. Yeah. And but at the same time, they're the same people that are like, "We can't erase history when people want a Confederate monument removed from right." The- from the African-American neighborhood. Right. Like, like, maybe don't have Robert E. Lee Avenue in, 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 a, in a, you know... Next to Martin Luther Bushwick. King Boulevard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Grow the fuck up. I don't want to go too deep into that because yeah, I don't want to get dove. too mad. We, we dove we real dove. deep into that. But anyway... Very quickly. Now we move on to a new segment of the show. Two new segments on this show. Recommendations and now... A two-parter. This is a two-part segment called Happy Trails, Sad Trails. Yep. First, Happy Trails, we want to say, Vaya con Dios. Excelsior to Stanley. Stanley, a man who, I mean... A a complicated man. Complicated man who, I'm not surprised he died. He was 700 years old. He was 700 years old, and he wrote about 14 million comic books. Yeah. uh, And defined, you know, the way cinema is... By and large, being consumed. Let's see, you know, his creations ruined movies, but, you know, we'll move on from that. (laughs) That's true. A little bit. Somebody said that, that we follow. Our friend Jack said that on Twitter. He was like, even though the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ruined modern movies... I still say rest in peace, Stanley. It's like, yeah. eh. it's like I got a lot. He of didn't re- make the movies; he made the books. I got respect for Stanley because he was a creative tour de force. Yeah, and man. like the breadth and depth of what he created was astonishing. And he, created, but it also is just not my cup of tea. Well, he created a mythos. Yeah, he created like uh, stories that we tell our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, about like whenever we're teaching them about life. Yeah. And acceptance and self-love and and uh, the world around around us. You're absolutely Even, right. And, um, and because the X-Men has always been a, a story about civil rights. Yeah. Uh, at first it was, you know, racial civil rights. And then with our generation, it went on to being like uh, uh, sexual. LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah, sexual civil rights. And, um, you know, but then there's also great... Shit like Spider-Man and the Hulk and the Avengers, who, uh, and it's just a really beautiful tapestry of work that he created. Yeah, I mean, and he did it all on LSD, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which is true. Yep, and uh, you know he grabbed some asses in his day, which is not okay. But uh, he's also a ninety-five-year-old man who left a great legacy thing behind for so, us to enjoy for forever. 
Via con Dios, Stan Lee, happy trails. Yeah, happy trails. And it. speaking of uh, stories we're going to tell to our grandchildren and life lessons we're going to try and teach to our children and grandchildren, we say sad trails oh, okay. to Jeff Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Jeff. Get on out of here. Racist Keebler I elf. I can't wait to tell my children about the two years that some... Jagaloon drunk possum was the fucking attorney general of the United States of America. Go back to your tree and bake oatmeal raisin cookies. And don't smoke weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't enjoy the wonderful you know, plant. For somebody, for a per, for a person who their their people are really known for making delicious treats, a Keebler elf. Yeah. Shocking that he's never smoked pot. Right? Potheads love Keebler cookies. Love that shit. I eat it up. <laughs> I mean, I haven't in a while, but I, uh, you know, I've fallen down that sleeve of cookies. I understand. Oh. You ate a whole sleeve of Chips Ahoy? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> so, sad trails to Jeff Sessions. Even though you're not dead. But, I hope, uh, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, you're not dead. You're dead to us. Um, I hope all things bad in life happen to you and only you and uh, hate, 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 hate. So, one, one good thing about this is that he's like out of power entirely now. Yeah. He's not a senator. He's not He's anything. nothing. He's a nobody. He's a citizen. He go go to your house and shut up and, and drink Pedialyte or whatever or whatever it is you do. And sure. Do? What do you think he does all day? Uh, he probably just sits around thinking about ways to keep the black man down. Yeah. You know? I was imagining that he just like pulls up porn on his iPhone. Oh yeah, he's a total freak. You know it. <laughs> you know he's a total fucking pervert. <laughs> Like, oh, hell, look at them titties. <laughs> They're evil, evil titties. Evil titties. Oh. Mammary glands were made by Satan to tempt good white men. <laughs> <laughs> Sad trails to you. I hope you fucking choke. <laughs> that brings me to, you know, as if I didn't have strong enough feelings yeah. about Sad Trails yeah. to Jeff Sessions. Yeah. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, this couple I saw on the subway on my way here wearing matching shoes. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Who's doing this? Which one of you is forcing the other one to do it? <laughs> Either one, it's a dark tale. <laughs> it's of control and manipulation. And, and eventually, because at first they want you to change your shoes, and then they want you to change... Your pants, and then they want you to stop listening to that podcast, and then they want you to stop watching that show, and then all of a sudden you're neutered, and it's 20 years down the road, and you have to pay for a college education to someone that fucking hates your guts. <laughs> Good point. Anyway, uh, sorry, I kind of lost my track there. Um, oh, it's okay. Uh, and also, it's I okay. can't really regret. I can't really Symbolism. relate to any of that. Symbolism. Um, uh, the matching shoes symbolizes. This is creepy to me. Why would you wear like this? This I took a picture of it. Oh god, I forgot because we're I'm gonna have to, we're creep. gonna have to put this on the Facebook. Page. <laughs> <laughs> Some creep. Oh god, look. Yep, they're wearing matching ew, matching ew, vans. Ew, ew, matching also, black vans. Like, and their feet are crossed with each other and <laughs> all over each other. Oh yeah. Oh, She's wearing man, a there you go. garbage bag as a fucking uh, a red garbage bag red as garbage a coat. bag as a coat. His outfit. See, what makes me think that he's making her do it is that his outfit's put together, and she just threw those shoes onto something. And if he's making her do it, that's way worse to me than if she's making him do it. I don't know why. Yeah, well, that's just yeah. I don't know. Let me <laughs> see your feet. It's because it's because you're uh, it's because you're super woke. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. I'm so woke. So how do we close this segment? Uh, don't at me, bro. Oh, yeah. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, the management of the Linwich Sandwich Shop at 10 Hanover Square in Financial District, oh, New York gosh, City. This is so good. Dude. <laughs> so whoever the fucking management of this store is. So Linwich is a sandwich shop. That used to be called Lenny's, and it's a couple blocks over from my place. They've got some good, healthy options, and me and Andrea like to order lunch from there during the day, during the week. It used to be, they thought that they changed the name to Linwich. I can't get over that. Yeah. Like, from Lenny's no. to, first of all, 
corporate management. Don't at me, bro. Yeah. Changing the name from Lenny's to Linwich. Like, what the fuck? Ew. So <laughs> stupid. So gross sounding. Now, local 10 Hanover Square Linwich. Don't at me, management. For making that poor old African man deliver your food. First of all, I say African because he's from Africa. (laughs) Second of all, this man is 75 years old. He is right angled. Like prostrate, y'all. Like 90 degrees. Yeah. There's So there's a population of old people in New York City. New Yorkers get this. That... They have some sort of back or hip problem to where they are bent over at a 90 degree angle at all times. And that's just how their body works. Right. This is the delivery man for the Lenwich Sandwich Shop. Is he pretty fast? I don't know. I mean, mean he gets here. Okay. (laughs) I only live two blocks away, so I'm not a good judge of how quick he is. But, like, he knocks on the door. I open the door, and I'm like... Holy shit! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I, I feel like a horrible person. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and he's super nice, too. He's like, enjoy the food, have of a great day. Of course he is. And I'm like, but wait a minute, this isn't my fault. No. This is store management's fault. Who looked at him and said, that's the guy? That's our delivery guy. That's our delivery man. You know, Lenwich Management Team at 10 Hanover Square. Make him a cashier. You're a fucking piece of shit. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Episode 20. Bank day. In the books. Bank day in the banks. Bank day in the banks. We done did it, y'all. We're 20 weeks into the... Well, actually, a little more than 20, 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Get real. <laughs> we're, like, we're like 28 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> But we did it, man. Hooray. Uh, come see jo- the Testament of Josh closing weekend. Closing weekend. I'll be there. Uh, Thursday. We're doing Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I've got Saturday and Sunday off. I will be there. Awesome. And um, what else have I got? Follow me, gonna... on, follow me on Twitter, Twitterfield. Follow me on Instagram at Matters. Uh, follow the podcast at the Matt on Matt Pod on Twitter. Follow me at MattBeery06 on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And also follow our Facebook page, the yes. Matt on Matt podcast. Make sure you click like, share, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do that. Let's do it, man. We've got a we've got we a gotta we do got this. A, we got a good rating going right now. We're, we're doing, doing it. We're building something. We're laying a foundation. We're figuring it out as we go. We're gonna is, build this castle on uh, this rock. How we built this city on rock and roll. On rock and roll. Anyway, or one night. Anyway, I'm Matt. I'm Matt, and that's what matters to us. Adios, fuckers. Yeah.